Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. you out the most follow-up question uh why and also what do you do when you see one of those 651-641-1071 this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer what is the bug that grosses you out the most what do you do when you see it and why does it gross you out so much why are we um so buggy today okay so it's funny i had just uh was clicking around and i uh encountered uh, first, okay, just go with my weird brain. I encountered okay. a photograph, I know, of a bee, and I was like, ooh, I do not like bees. And it reminded me that the other night I was sitting in the living room with my 12-year-old son, who is terrified. I can't, he probably would be irritated with me for saying this publicly. Terrified of spiders. Okay. And there was a spider on the ceiling right above us. And he was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And I was like, I know it's not going to do anything. And, and then my daughter, his twin sister, who knows how to push his buttons, was like, unless it does that thing where it starts to spin its web and then it just like drops down in front of you oh, and it looks yeah. like it's floating in the air. Yeah. And it's like right in front of you and you're like, I'm going to inhale it and die. So that didn't go well. Yeah. And then the next, whatever, we figured out how to ignore the the spider. And then by the next morning, we went downstairs. Uh, you know, we were all downstairs doing our thing. And my son goes, where's the spider? I was like, I don't know. My daughter showed him where it got to on the ceiling. Mm. And it crossed the entire room overnight. And uh, so then we went through the whole thing all over again. But long story short, he hates spiders. I hate bees. And I know, Bradley Trainer, for sure you have a bug that you absolutely oh, sure. hate. Yeah, absolutely. So what bug do you all hate? 651 But while we're waiting, Bradley Trainer. What's the one that you hate? I don't like those um, eyebrows with legs. Okay, so I we always go through this because I when you talk about this, I think you're talking about a different eyebrow. Okay. Are you talking about like centipede eyebrows? I think they're centipedes. I don't okay. know which what actual what the names, but they look like a giant eyebrow. They're very furry. Mm-hmm. They've got lo- uh, lots of legs. And you will find them very often, like in your bathtub or just mm-hmm. sitting on the floor, and then all of a sudden, and I don't like those. So usually, and you ask what we do, I just walk away, mm-hmm. uh, or I get like some sort of device because I'm not a bug killer. I don't like to kill bugs, so I will get some sort of thing that the thing can crawl onto, and then I will take it outside mm-hmm. and scream the whole time. No, oh, I'm I not do. a screamer. I go. Ooh, like while I'm yeah. bringing it out. I just try to be very quick because I don't want it to run toward me. Well, here's what I don't 
want you to know, but Which I'm going to tell you. House centipedes are very, very fast. Hmm. Oh, I'm sure. And they can travel up to 1.3 feet per second. Ooh. I mean, do the math on that. That's, yeah. uh, That's they, fast, They can man. go fast. Uh, let's uh, go to the phones. We have Sandy on the line. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. What's the bug? What bug do you hate? June bugs. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst. The worst. Why don't you like June bugs? Well, when when I was in, in high school, um, the boys used to thought it would be really, really fun to catch a bunch of them and then just kind of throw them down the tops of the girls. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah. Wow. Not good. Not good. <gasps> Ever since then, horrible. I cannot be around a June bug. I, oh, that's I don't blame you. Awful. Awful, Sandy. I am sorry that that happened to you, and shame on those boys. I lived through it. Uh, you did. You did, and you're stronger for it. Hey, thanks, Sandy, for your call. Yeah, June bugs are real gross. I think June bugs, yeah, they're kind of gross in that, like, I don't want them to, like, hang around. I just, it's funny to, they're funny to me because they just, they're so unwieldy. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and they'll hit things over and over and over again. Or they'll just sit on the sidewalk with their legs turned up and, like, help. (laughs) Help I don't know, they just seem very, like, comic to me. Yeah. Unless they're down your shirt. Oh, God. I don't Ugh, want not them funny, down my not shirt. Cool. No, no thank you. No, thank you. Holly, is there a bug that you despise? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the old friend, Kakaroich. The cockroaches. Kakaroich. Yeah, no cockroaches. No cockroaches, please. Mm-mm. You know, I, I just want to keep a nice distance between myself and the cockroaches. I did live in a place once that had cockroaches and they would come out of the electrical. Outlet, it was like, how did you get in there and how are you not crispy fried? Yeah, that's yeah, because they will survive yeah. everything and they it, will long outlive us. Yes, all of us. And I have encountered cockroaches that are oh, about mm, six to ten inches long. Oh, uh, yeah. No, thank you. Good old yeah. hissing slash flying cockroaches. And, it, and it's one of those things where you just gotta flick them and say, I wish you had wings. Good luck to you, sir or ma'am. Yeah, have a great. Have life you ever seen a, a pregnant cockroach Is that carrying a thing? all of its uh, babies underneath? No, is that yeah. really a thing? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where? Where? What? When? How? Yeah, I mean, if you are in a place like I uh, lived in the South for many years, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of cockroaches in the South, like it's not like here. I think people have this impression that cockroaches are like a like only if you you know if it's not clean or yeah. something place yeah. that you're going to have cockroaches. Well, in the South, there's cockroaches everywhere. I like, I don't care how hard you try to get rid of them. You will not. And that was a, brought abundantly clear to me when I worked uh, for a fast food place in high school and we worked in the mall and every once in a while we'd have like a cockroach outbreak and yeah, they, step on. They like it moist. Mm-hmm. They like it dark. Yeah. And they like to scurry when you turn the lights on. No, thank you. No, thank you. Isabella is on the line. Hello, Isabella. What is the bug that grosses you out the most? Um, Probably stink bugs or cicadas. Cicadas, just because I hate finding their little shells everywhere. When yes. They shed their skin. Yes. Um, and my house seems to be infested in stink bugs. Like, they just cover the siding, and they are just gross. Ugh. I am with you on that exoskeleton of the uh, cicada. It just is, it's like creepy. It's like seeing a ghost, but a oh, real yeah. one. Ugh. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need stuff on them, and they're just crunchy, and that's not my favorite thing to hear. Oh, Isabella, thank you for your call. Um, you have a cicada-free summer, although I don't know that that's possible. When we return right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071, we are going to get an update from our friend Bradley trainer correspondent at the Herp trial. That would be Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Uncomfortable. Uh, Bradley will be telling us all the latest after this on my talk 1071. Well, little known fact, Bradley Trainer is our correspondent and legal expert when it comes to the trial, which we will call the Herp trial, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. And now to our correspondent, Bradley Trainer. Yes, thank you, guys. I am here live, uh, nowhere near the courtroom in question. With information I've read on the internet. I'm so glad, Bradley, that you have access to the interwebs. I do the work that I didn't do, so you also don't have to do that work. But fascinating (laughs) news nonetheless regarding, of course, the Herp trial, as you mentioned, which is really just the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. It's really Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard for defamation. And that trial continues, and this week the biggest development was, of course, Amber Heard took the trial, and she took that witness stand on Wednesday to talk about her relationship with ex-Johnny Depp, who is, as I said, suing for her for defamation. And she said some stuff, and it's a law, I mean, we can go deep, we can get into it, I want to share whatever you're interested in hearing about, but I would like to start with a clip And that is a piece of her testimony from yesterday, wherein she talks about her relationship. And now I do want to give you a little bit of a warning. She is going to talk about some poop and some vomit. So uh, let's listen. It's about a, it's roughly a minute. And I did listen to it, Holly. It's uh, naughty free. Okay. Not clean, but naughty free. Yeah. You couldn't see the Johnny I loved underneath it it was this other thing and no one told him no one was honest with him no one you know he'd pass out in his own vomit he'd lose control of his body his you know he'd lose control and everyone would clean up after him i cleaned up after him I mean, this man lost control of his bowels, and I cleaned up after him until he couldn't support it anymore, and he'd get clean, and he'd get sober, and then he was this thing again. This thing that made me feel so loved, that made me feel like like my soulmate, as cheesy as that sounds, I just felt like he knew me, and I recognized something in him, either some part of my makeup and my background or something, that I just got it, and I loved him and understood him it it just got so scary the other part of him so that's amber heard on the stand yesterday Hmm. talking about johnny depp and really saying he was two people there was you know the part that she loved and then there was this other part of johnny depp and she also goes into great deal and i tried to toy with like what clip do i want to play to set this up because she she talks about the times that he slapped her there was a time when she says he kicked her in the back with a boot uh presumably the boot on his foot but um you know and she, so she she has told a lot of these very in-depth stories and you can hear in her tone that uh all of this testimony has been emotional for her yeah you know it's interesting because 
Um, I, I'm, I'm hesitating only because I don't want to sound like I'm trying to say something I'm not necessarily trying to say. But You're it's, being thoughtful. It's I'm good. I'm trying to be thoughtful. It's also important to remember that they all know that this is um, consumable by the public. Mm-hmm. And when she says the Johnny I loved was not there, I she's also talking about the Johnny that people like know and love is not the Johnny she's telling you about, right? Yeah. So, like, there's a, 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 an awareness that when she's talking about who Johnny was in those moments where she was cleaning up after him, that no, you all don't even know about this Johnny. Yeah. And that's important just because that is, that is maybe strategic, in some ways. Ooh, tell me more about that. Well, just, you know, in the sense that, again, you know, I think we know on a different level, right, that this is partly about Johnny trying to rehab his career. Yeah, you don't sue Amber Heard after losing a similar suit at another country mm-hmm. that had even easier laws in order to accomplish that without having an alternative purpose. Exactly. And so if he's trying to rehab his career... And she's now on the stand second. She's already seen what he's done to try to rehab his career. And she knows, everybody knows, that this is being consumed by the public. And again, I want to be careful about how I say this because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying none of this happened. But what she has the opportunity to do in this moment Mm -hmm. is tell the people... The world, not just the people in the court, the public, yeah. the public about the Johnny that we don't know either. Yeah, well, and and that's why, like, ultimately the jury will have to decide if the legal uh, standard was met in this defamation case, and that will have concrete impacts and consequences. Mm-hmm. But even if Johnny Depp doesn't succeed it doesn't mean he couldn't succeed in rehabilitating his career or at least expunging exorcising this part of his uh, life or Mm -hmm. reputation such that he could get back to work but it could also do the opposite right Mm -hmm. like it's a very risky thing because she she has told many stories um, you know, in addition to the physical abuse, she talks about a cavity search at one point where he searched her body with his own body Self. Uh, yeah. for drugs like she. Te- so it's an opportunity to your point, because I, I think here's here's I think what people are wrestling with. Probably mm-hmm. if you're like a rational person who is thoughtful about things and mm-hmm. perhaps you're one of these people, you are. Um, she's an actress. Yeah. So I think it's legitimate. And I'm sure the jury is saying. She's an actress. Right. Can I take this performance, if you want to call it that, meaning this presentation of her story mm-hmm. with credibility? And I imagine that's what her attorneys would like to accomplish. But also for Johnny Depp's attorneys in response are going to try to discredit that performance slash that presentation of of the stories that she's here. So it really, it really is like this minefield of like, because I don't know, it's, it would be easy for me to say, um, I would question like the things that she said, but at the same time, who like, I don't need to question anything that she said because it's Johnny Depp 
who needs to make the case. Right. It's the case that he is bringing. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, it is a burden that Johnny Depp must bear to Mm -hmm. prove beyond reasonable doubt that she defamed his character. Mm -hmm. So I like I'm totally fine just saying, well, unless we hear otherwise, she's giving a credible account. Right. Um, And ultimately, you know, will Johnny be able to convince the jury? I think it's going to be very, very, very difficult. Thank you for your legal analysis you're welcome no but i think you know you're right when you say uh she's an actress and right now as she's being questioned by her own counsel that is that can be scripted it's going to turn improv the second (laughs) truly the second that she's being cross-examined by his because she doesn't have the script she knows what to expect here yeah. Yeah. I think she'll know what some of that she will have probably played through multiple scripts. Mm-hmm. Her attorneys will have gotten her ready for all sorts of cross examination. But to your point, that is going to be uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching, or at least Bradley is, and he will tell you so that you don't need to. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We're experts here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we're experts at telling you all about crazy oh, stupid. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, is that oh, a feeling? Do oh, I have a feeling? She's hooked oh. on a feeling. Hey. She's high on believing. What am I feeling oh. right now? Believing that we've got a family four pack of tickets to Children's Theater Company's production of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's running now through June 18th. If you want that family four pack of tickets, why don't you be zesty caller number four? Ooh, Six, zesty. Yeah, 651 Congratulations to zesty caller number four to 651 And now let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places like Farts. Farts. France. I ain't never been to Farts. Yep, well, we're going to go to uh, Paris, and specifically the Musée Picasso in Paris. Isn't that fancy? Fancy. That's probably the fanciest trip we've taken on Crazy Stupid Idiots, but in late March... Not for long? Not for long. uh, But in late March, I want to tell you about... A woman who did something. 72-year-old woman who did something at the Musée Picasso in mm, Paris. Did she pee on a Picasso? She did not pee okay. on a Picasso. No, it involves actually um, a blue work jacket. Okay. Uh, was she wearing said work jacket? Mm, uh no, no, no. So, so she, this. Let, okay. let me just set the scene okay, a little okay, bit okay, by okay. telling you that there was a jacket that was blue mm-hmm. at the museum. Okay. She took it 
Okay. And did something with it. It's what it actually was and what she did with it mm. that earned crazy, stupid idiot status. Okay. She took a blue work jacket. At, oh, okay. I know. I know. She took a blue work jacket. She rolled it in some paint that they were using to repaint a wall at the Picasso Museum, <laughs> and she threw it at a Picasso and Picasso the Picasso. I like this. I like this story, but that's not the actual story. What she actually did was take a jacket that was being exhibited at the museum. Oh, that was art. And uh, Exactly. Now, the jacket was filled with postcards that visitors could remove and then examine. So it was like an interactive piece of art. Sure. Now, remember, I said she took it, but I also said she did something with it that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. So it's not that she just took this jacket, which, by the way, was also a piece of art. It's something else she did with it after she took it stole it okay she took she stole the piece of art and then she tried to sell it no Uh, black market that would have been that Mm -hmm. would have been probably you know understand not understandable but like if you're going to steal something maybe you'd try to sell it right right plausible yeah no she she donated it she donated it she donated did she take it and then put it on top of her head and stuck her head through it no she had it tailored girl yeah she altered it at a tailor's so that it would fit her no honey so she you are kim kardashian right exactly she stole the jacket had it altered at the tailor so it would fit and then like i clearly clueless about the world that we live in this 72 year old woman in uh, in france Decided to go back to the museum a few days later wearing to see the it? show. No, she oh. she wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, she wasn't wearing it, but it was on her person. She put the jacket into her bag, uh, and of course, she had been captured on surveillance camera, and the police took her into custody. Who does this? And when they said, "Ma'am, why did you do this?" or "Mademoiselle," whatever the French. Uh, translation would be it's croissant croissant mm-hmm. fromage yeah uh, while in custody the retiree who was reportedly quote passionate about art mm. uh, immediately confessed to stealing the jacket but claimed not to have realized it was artwork they okay. found it who cares shortly thereafter and of course it had had shortened sleeves because she had it altered. Oh, lady, lady, lady. I mean, I, when I said who cares, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's artwork or something or somebody's. It, you stole it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you stole it. And then stealing you like had stealing. it altered. Yeah, rude. Um, ultimately, though, very French. They were like, it's fine. Go away. You are fine. Don't ever do this again. You are free from here. Yeah, so she didn't get charged with anything, but she got a talking to. Mm. Mm. <sighs> okay. Well, from France, we're going to take a a journey all the way to Maine. Okay. And I don't know. Okay, so here's what had happened. Um, Police in Belfast, Maine, got a call on Sunday night about a guy who was hanging around a motel called the Admiral Ocean Inn in Belfast. Uh, And he was drunk. The guy was drunk, and he was um, bothering people. Okay. So the cops showed up and they were they kicked him out and they were like, "You got to go away and we'll arrest you if you come back." Okay, so he's given a warning. He was given a warning, and you know, cops do a great job. After they give that warning, they think to themselves, "I'm going to go back and check every once in a while just to make sure that that person really is 
away and they got to their destination and that all is well. Sure. So they go back, though, to check at 2.40 a.m. just to make sure that um, the guy, by the way, his name is Philip Delude. Philip Delude. That Philip Delude had um, left the premises and uh, they they didn't see him right off the bat. But when one of the cops rounded the corner, they saw something suspicious. Mm. And what I'd like for you to do right now is open up the second link that I've provided for okay. you. Do that here. Uh, and is it showing you the thing? Oh, no. Hold That's on. weird. It's not showing me the thing anymore. Oh, is it gone? Is it showing yeah, it you? It says this content is not available. Oh, that's a real bummer because if you open if if it were available, what you would see would be uh what appears to be a person covered in a sheet sitting outside a hotel room at the Admiral Ocean Inn. Uh I don't know, like me when I was pretending to be a ghost in like 3rd grade. Similar. Okay. Similar. So he would why was he in- That was well they that was Philip Delude sitting in a chair, fully covered by a white sheet. <laughs> he think he was next to him. He had a box of beer. Oh, okay. And uh, so he was a drinking ghost. They pulled the sheet off of him, and they arrested him and asked him why he was sitting outside under a sheet. And he said he was hiding. Oh, great job there, uh, sir. You, <laughs> I mean. Nobody would think that was a person. It's like I used to do when I was a kid, and I'd shut my eyes, and I'd think, nobody can see me right now. Yeah. My eyes are closed. And by nobody, you mean you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you. It's very smart of him. Yeah, not at all. Not really. Not smart. No. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'm bummed that you can't see the picture. No, I is... can. If you hover oh, over yeah. the link, you can oh, see good. a little thumbnail. Yeah. I mean, there he yeah, is. It looks like a guy sitting under, under a, a sheet. sheet with a box of beer. Yeah. They can't see me. We see you, sir, and you're arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay, where was that? Maine. That was in Maine. Did they have lobster? Uh, I, I don't would like know. some lobster. Okay, know. but in the meantime, we're going to go to Iowa. Oh, hello, neighbor. And I want to tell you about a guy, and uh, his name is Eric Muggenberg. Oh, that's a name. Now, he decided to do something that was not right. In fact, he was going to author a message of love, and um, he spray-painted that message of love on a water tower. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, I would say that probably would be considered vandalism. Generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, that would be considered uh, vandalism. And it was. And that cost about $350 in damage. There's only one problem. There's only one problem? Yeah, there's only one problem. He spray-painted the water tower Uh with a message of love. Yeah. And despite it being illegal, there's a a problem which earned the story crazy stupidity. He spelled it wrong. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, so... You gotta check your work before you... Eric and Heather to Gerr forever oh no so he didn't know how to spell together so he missed an e and a t so it just came out to her so he's like double dumb tog her oh i'm sure she was but he did get hearts he did get some hearts in so okay you know likely that did speak a message of love to his girlfriend um but it didn't speak very highly to the police and he of course is now facing 
fourth degree criminal mischief, a Oof. serious misdemeanor. Oof. And I bet he's going to have to send a, mes- a message of love in the form of money to... Yeah, 350 bucks. Oh, that's no big deal. Uh, was it worth it? Eric Muggenberger? Berg? Person? Uh, we shall never know. We won't know. We won't know. We won't get the part two to that story. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is that time of day where we play a game, and that game is called The Throwback. Live! After this on My Talk 1071.